What's going on, everybody? Hope you're doing good and hope the week is treating you well so far. So today's podcast is with the one and only Walker and Royce. I haven't spoken to these guys properly for a while and it was really, really, really good to catch up. Um, I don't really need to give these boys any introduction. They are some of the biggest artists in America right now. Um, so without further ado, Walker and Royce. Walker and Royce. Mm. How's it going, you lovely, good-looking guys? I haven't seen you for ages. Good, good to see you. Are you are you in Cheddar? I, I'm yes, I am pretty much near Cheddar. Cheddar. I have near to. Cheddar. I feel like I have to put my best English accent on. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like it's gotten stronger since you've been home for this whole. You know. I know, right? Did it, did it weaken while you were living in Detroit before the pandemic? Apparently, according to my mom, it did. But I don't. <laughs> I don't believe her. <laughs> Where, Wait, so where's where's Cheddar? Um, it's near Bristol. Yeah, it's near Bristol, Southwest. Yeah, and yeah. yes, it is where cheddar cheese. The cheddar from. cheese comes from. I mean, naturally, yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. People, this people are always like their minds are always blown when you say that. They're like, "Wait, there's a place called Cheddar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like all cheese is named kind of like what's well, like champagne, right? Champagne's you know it's named that because it comes from champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, cool, man. I was convinced. Uh, I was convinced. Uh, I my friends lived in Shrewsbury, Sh- Shrewsbury, 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 Shrewsbury. That's what it is. Shrewsbury. Well, they call it Shrewsbury up there. They call it Shrewsbury. It's the place. Next, next, the town next door is like Wellington. I'm like, is this where Beef Wellington came from? And it's like, nah, it's not. It's actually from Australia. I was like, oh, this is where Beef Wellington came from. This is where they is Beef Wellington Australian. Yeah, oh, apparently it comes from Australian. Really? I, I read it because I was convinced that it came from there. I have to Google I was this. Wrong. I is beef is beef is beef Wellington. I did not know this. From <laughs> what time is it? What time is it? Yeah, where? When and and when did you go back? Well, I when, uh, so yeah. Beef Wellington is from. Uh, it's this guy that it's like a. I'm telling you, it's, I think it's Australia. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, nothing. Google's not helping me right now. No, it, it was <laughs> something like it was, I think it's a British. Commander named Wellington went to in, to Australia uh, and like invented okay. it there. That makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, Sam, I found uh, it out here for, first on Will 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 Clark's podcast. Yeah, you, everyone. Now you know where <laughs> Wellington's from. Everyone's like turning off right now. They're like, "Why the yeah. fuck did I?" <laughs> everyone's like, "What the hell is Beef Wellington?" Are you in? Where are you? Where are you, Sam? Are you in? Have you moved to yeah. LA? It's funny, yeah. So no, no I never, I didn't move out west. You know, I've got two little girls. Yeah, uh, congrats on the new really, one. Yes, exactly. So their their daycare is really close here. My parents are in New Jersey, so I wasn't going to move anytime any anytime soon. And then this whole thing happened, and that just kind of like, all right, now now it's really off the table. Now moving to California is kind of like extremely unlikely this, for this a is how it went down, if even ever, yeah. <laughs> This is how it went down. Sam said, you know, I Prepare said, for maybe a story. move to California. And I said, yeah. And Sam says, all right, you go out there, you check it out. <laughs> and, I, and then I was like, okay. And then literally the second week I got here, Sam's like, uh, my wife got pregnant. Yeah. Like, right now he's not going anywhere. Well, wait, pregnant with the second one, right? 
No, no, that was the one. first one. Out here for a couple it's years, man. I mean, it's so funny. They're so close. Um, they're very know. close. They're two. They're they're. What are they? Apart, they're. Yeah. And the last two years. Yeah, I mean, well, not counting this whole year, but the last two years have just been have flown by, right? So like yeah. 2017, 2018, and then like now, I'm just like, wait. I, I look at pictures from you know like a couple of years ago. I'm like, man, it feels like it just happened. Feels like it was like just happened. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, I was I was literally talking to Dread MC last week on the podcast, and he's just mm-hmm. he's a he's got his third on the way. Like, and we were talking about how much it changes your life of having a kid compared to not having a kid. Like, how has it actually affected you? Not affected you in a bad way, but how how has it changed your focus in your career to Walker and Royce to having a kid to before having a kid? It's it's funny that you asked that because it's like my wife and I like the career wasn't going well like in like say 2014 2015 like around yeah. like so we we've been together for a while and <laughs> we didn't know what the hell we were doing yeah exactly like like we're, <laughs> we're gonna quit Suyan so and I have, have have been together basically from about the beginning of Walker and Royce so like Gavin and I started working together in like 2011 okay just shortly after I met Suyan my wife yeah so um so you know we were hacking it out for years and you know things were going up and up but at a slow trajectory right yeah um and it got to the point where there was some serious friction you know and and and, and you know it, it was totally justified right like you know money wasn't coming in and you know i'm all you know i was going over to berlin for a few months and coming back um and so we we sat down and i was honestly i've probably told this a lot of times i was, I was we we're gonna sort of shelve it just yeah. you know do something else um, and then, you know, the, the whole Dirty Bird interaction happened and, and things started to crop up. But at that moment, like my focus was already on like, m- like having kids and having a family and ma- like having an income and having and creating stability. So now that once the kids have come on, I was already in that mindset. So it's like the so things actually haven't changed psychologically that much for me because I was already like trying to make a living, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, you know, expecting like, this is what I want to do with my life. You know, I'm goal. 41 right now. Right. So it's like, you know, I, you know, this, this started when I was like about 32 or you know, whatever. Damn, so. stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that old as fuck people. It's yeah, fine. I, I mean, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam's out of that, that guy, Sam. How old he says? I don't even know. I can't even count that. High. <laughs> so yeah, basically, uh, you know, obviously things have changed. Free time gets, cut away little by little by little you know and and but i don't i don't mind it I'm, i was i was ready i wanted it to happen so i can totally imagine being 25 and having kids and just being like fuck my life yeah. right <laughs> all that shit all that the time with your friends all that that you know making all those relationships doesn't happen yeah like it's very difficult for me to go hang out with friends now. well i think it turns into that selfish selfless kind of lifestyle right is that when you're in your 20s 30s and you don't have kids, you can just be extremely selfish. And there's nothing wrong with being selfish in in life, especially in this industry. Like you kind of have to be like to have a partner, to have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, to have any of that is fucking hard because you're literally every weekend's gone. Every day's gone. Every evening's gone. And when you do have a bit of spare time by yourself. Well, it was at least not not really anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess. <laughs> and, so. and now and now we've been like thrown right into like I've I've been home every weekend for the last seven months and I'm like, what a Yeah, it's every wild. day is the exact same. 
I think now everyone knows what it's like to be a parent, whether you have kids or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. We're hanging out. I think also it kind of makes or it makes me realize how fucking lucky we have it when we're traveling and when we're going all over the place and doing lots of things. I don't know if you guys enjoy it so much. I don't know. It might be different, Sam, for you. Um, or maybe you, Gav, because I don't know if you love being at home. But like for me, I, I, lo- I love being back in the UK, but damn, I miss I miss just traveling. It's not necessarily, I don't necessarily, this sounds weird, but I don't necessarily miss the DJing. I don't miss the the like doing stuff with the music because I'm still writing music every day. It's not like I'm not doing that. Um, and it's not like I'm not working towards things, but I just miss not being in one place for the whole of my life. <laughs> if you know yeah, I, mean. I, miss, I miss all of it. I miss DJing quite a bit. Yeah. I miss uh, traveling quite a bit, but I also am enjoying, I've definitely enjoyed some time at home. I think the last couple of years, you know, just to, to go back, you know, we almost quit. I don't want people to think that it was like a dramatic thing. Like we were throwing our hands up. It wasn't like this, like we were like, that's long, it. We're long, good. Long, you know, it was like, yeah, no, it's like a long, slow. It's like we're, you're doing yeah. good, but it's like, we're like, okay, is this like, can we live off of this for a while? Let's just like, you know, put it on the back. It was kind of like, we were going to put it on the back burner. And try to like have other things but then like you know then the last few years since we did our i think since we put out the album self-help like yeah i mean we had i mean last year i think we had three weekends off the entire year yeah that's amazing i remember i literally so, remember i remember walking down denver high street and having a phone call from you gav and you're like this was before itb came out um <laughs> and it was literally like well i think we're gonna quit and i think i think i I don't know what to do do it like like sam and i don't know if we're gonna want to split up and do our own things or do we change the name or do we do something different or and then i was like (sighs) i remember having a conversation i was like mate change your name do what feels right yeah it's like yeah do anything just do what feels right but i can guarantee you that it's gonna you're gonna you will keep going. If you keep going, it will get there. Yeah. yeah. I think that we were going to like, we were, that's what I'm saying. We weren't quitting. Like we weren't quitting. Like this is it. Like, you know, and we were going and like moving away to the woods or something. We were like, it was more just like, well, this isn't work. It's like, it, we felt like we had gone as far as we could. It was like all these DJs were playing our songs and we were doing all these like right things. You know, everyone was like, you know, Pete Tong had given us a, uh, an essential tune called us future <laughs> stars, all sorts of, you know, every, yeah. all these boxes, everyone's like, you got to do this. We're like, all right, check. All right, check. We're checking all these boxes that everyone told us to check. And then like nothing, but like the only thing, I mean, it just like we financially, it was just like, all right, we yeah. were like playing, we were playing in like, you know, we had this apartment in like Berlin for a little bit because we were playing more in England, you know, and then we'd come over here yeah. to America and we'd play for like 25 people. Yeah. And then we'd go play like a warehouse in England and like London or something. The landscape shifted so dramatically. Like yeah. we were almost exclusively in Europe, you know, and, and mostly yeah, in, in England and stuff. And then we would be and, you know, we were playing for like, you know, OK money, but nothing, you know, not enough, not frequently enough and not enough to. to I wasn't live saving any money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no saving here. It's just all breaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then America just changed. Yeah. You know, then, you know, like, so obviously, you know, sort of coincided with the, you know, Dirty Bird becoming more popular and stuff. But then 
I think a couple of things happened. You know, just the the, the public's attention just shifted onto house music. Well, um, America, um, I was yeah, I was hoping we'd get into this. I mean, America kind of like just became like it got a scene for like house and techno that was its own. Where yeah. I feel like you know when we lived in New York, uh, to, when we both lived in Brooklyn, and we were first uh, starting Walker and Royce. I, I kind of feel like America didn't really have this house scene. Uh, that was like its own strong thing. It was always looking to Europe. It was yeah, always yeah. like taking its cues from Europe. You know, who was popular in Europe was who was playing in New York City for sure. You know, I felt like New York, I've always felt like New York was an extension of like, a, it was almost like a European city when it came to like dance music. Like, yeah. over like, it was yeah, like totally. EDM wasn't popular at all in New York and it was popular everywhere else in America. And then like New York kind of had like, New York was almost like a European city. It was like, you know, you know, the hot creations kind of parties yeah. and, you know, Crosstown Rebels, like that stuff was like really popular there. And now I kind of feel like America shifted and it kind of got its own house scene. And, and it's in a, a good in a way. And I feel like, yes, it kept us busy the last couple of years, but it's also kind of weird because I feel like I've never felt like so disconnected from Europe now. It's so strange, man. It's then, so like, strange. We, I feel like right now there's just like no connection between European house and techno artists and like Americans. It's like, what? it's like, I almost feel like I don't know all these people that I used to know. I had, I had this conversation with Gene on the podcast a while ago, actually. And I think for me, I think America still looks very much at Europe on what's happening um, in music with regards to certain brands um, and certain like the big guys in the big DJs and, and to a certain extent, some of the like uber cool kids that are coming through. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it feels like Europe doesn't care about America at all when it comes to no, no. anything to do with music, um, which I think is a sad thing, but I also understand why. Um, there's, there's two. I think for me, there's two things of it. The music is very different. Yeah. Um, like let's 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 say, for instance, Dirty Bird now to Dirty Bird back in 2008 if you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's very different um the the closest brand that i would say is the closest to europe is desert hearts um just purely on the like the tech house kind of music that they play um but i and then again i guess like I, I think just with Dirty Bird, it, it's it's alienated itself so much from Europe, but it's created this unstoppable brand in America that will literally overpower any brand coming from Europe to America, which is now giving so many people their careers in, in America. Do you I mean, think it's more the music or more the perception? I think it's both. I think, I, like, I think I'll, I'll, in, sorry, Sam, go for it, man. Go for it. I, I mean, I was just going to say that, like, whenever I, I, I feel like there's something missing. Like, whenever I listen to like a, um, like a like any European, like like all the house music coming out of there, there's just something missing, and I I don't know what it is. Right? It's like there's yeah, like it feels like there's one element missing, a specialness, like a like a um, uh, nothing stands out. Like nothing is like fresh i mean i guess i would say it's freshness i don't hear anything fresh now i'm i'm not going to say that you know everything that dirty bird's doing is like is, is blow my you know the the my face off or anything like that um but i i just don't i don't uh i don't everything sort of sounds the same or it sounds this it sounds like it did 
you know, so I'm like, okay. Um, and you know, I'm sure I'm wrong. There's, there's plenty of people out there that are doing some cool stuff, but in general, I'm not hearing like a wave of some new sound where I'm like, Oh, Oh, we got to pay attention. I I, I hear a bunch of, a bunch of stuff, which I can safely ignore, which is not good. I should be afraid. And instead I'm bored. My theory, my theory behind this is I actually feel like this is kind of this personally coming like not coming from the UK and most of my career being in America. Um, I find that this isn't based on the music being the same or being boring and missing stuff. Yes, I totally agree. It is. I 100% agree. And I I agree that it is in, in a lot of territories, but I don't actually think that's the artists that are doing that. It's the late of what I find is the labels allowing that to happen. Sure. And I think let's say for instance, let's, let's use hot creations for an example, right? Absolutely formidable record label. Okay. Does, does the business. Jamie's one of the biggest DJs in the world. If not, is the biggest DJ in the world. Yeah. Hot creations is, is a label that potential that releases a lot of artists, but realistically is just a gateway for Jamie to become a bigger artist. The same, the same, this, and I don't mean this in a horrible way. This is purely the truth. And it's the same with Dirty Bird. I don't mean this in a horrible way. No one's going to be bigger than Claude Von Stroke, if you know what I mean. You know, Um, it's the, it's the, it's the the business model of a lot of record labels. Yeah. Especially underground house music. And I think, I think also on the other side of things out of the UK, Make, like with the major record labels in dance music I, and I'm only talking dance music because I think there's a, re- a lot of really fucking good music that's not in dance music that's going that's being yeah, released yeah. I really yeah, do we're think only talking about yeah. the other, I mean, and maybe and maybe that's the thing the whole maybe the whole public has sort of shifted its attention to other things well I, th- I think the UK is is amazing for house music but it's not good house music like the, the majors are releasing very very generic dance music and it's like they're signing artists that like a a friend of ours has signed quite a nice deal to a major recently and then it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. It just feels like they just want you to put out the next piano house record to get a number yeah, one. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. It's like it, it's like it's they're they're always constantly trying to take something and like package it up. And I feel yeah. like I feel like with us, we always yeah, it's never felt right. We had a song really early when we first started called Connected that did really well, and it became like a big hit. Like like I think Solomon was playing it all the time, yeah. right? Sam was it Solomon? It was playing it all the time. Like we didn't even know. And it ended up getting like this huge hit. But like after we had this song come out, it's like very early, like 2012, like all these bigger labels like started hitting us up and we were like, oh man, this is great. But this literally it, a yeah. bunch of them were like, do another connected. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do another connected. So I, I feel like a lot of these labels, like bigger labels, like, you know, the majors and stuff, like they just, yeah, they just want rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Which, which I get because yeah. it's easy, get, but it's also bad for the music. It's, it's easy for them to package up. It's like yeah. what you said. It's like let's 
I don't want to put anybody under the bus because we've all yeah. we all know, we've all got a lot of friends that are extremely successful by doing the same thing, um, yeah. and I I don't blame them. I really don't blame them if you know what I mean. Um, because yeah. I, I think it, it depends on if you've got like a like a, a diverse catalog. Yeah, like I feel like you know if if we write some tracks that sound a little bit the same as another track, I feel like it's okay because we've got so many tracks that don't sound like that. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I, we don't try to do that. It probably just, you know, winds up happening just because maybe it's I'm you. using the same trick and I forgot that I used it. Yeah, yeah. Thing. But, right. you know, yeah, if you only have one big popular track and then you got you copied that, like, come on, you know, like that, everyone's going to see that. But then it they could don't. work. They don't see it. People don't care. You know, like the public doesn't care the if pub- they like the tracks, you know. Yeah, if it works, it works. But it works. it's like you know we can complain. But, but yeah, I think that that's the thing with like labels. It's like if it doesn't work, they'll drop you so quick and like forget about you so quick. So yeah, and also the other thing, relationship built. The the other thing that's different in the UK to America is people really like in America. People really like to be part of something. So like the culture in America is to be like it's super cool to be a dirty bird fan it's super cool to be a desert yeah. Hearts fan i was gonna say you know the the hot creations is like huge and such a you know we respect hot creations so much but nobody's you don't go to a hot creations show and everyone's wearing a hot creations t-shirt exactly exactly <laughs> and it's like, very different whereas like the new new York York everyone's got like the dirty bird gear which is yeah, it's that's cool new York factor man that's new york like new york like no one will tell and you no one will wear that, that in new york yeah, yeah. or not they you know that's that's my perception of it. It was kind of like no one would actually be honest about what they really liked. Yeah. You know, but yeah, in, in California and the West Coast, that whole thing, right? I'm really almost just anywhere in the rest of the United States, people are happy to be like, go whatever it is. Yeah. Like it, you're saying. it took us a couple of camp outs to get into like the camp out thing. Like, you know, like the first camp out, I was like, why is everyone wearing these uh, outfits? Yeah. Everyone's Second really camp out, I was like, man, I'll put on a hat. you know like maybe a pin and now it's like i got like you know and now we made like you know specialized like camp out shirts with our names on the back and like crazy like stuff and it's fun but you know i get that i get that you know there's like the underground people probably we we won't understand that or don't want to at least understand that huh we were getting some hate from like at at Coachella because I was wearing a Walker and Rice T-shirt and I'm playing. Oh yeah, somebody, well, somebody, somebody, somebody gonna wear the t- shit. I don't. I don't. I was gonna you, say. I don't, don't say names. I don't think and anybody was like, "Oh, is that the guy in the Walker and Rice T-shirt?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah I mean, I don't here. think anybody else had the shirt at that point. I don't. Think yeah, we, we didn't release yeah. it yet. So it's like a new shirt, so I'm like, you know, like hey, here's here's a new shirt. You know, it's like, but yeah, I would maybe I totally would not have done that a couple of years before. I would have thought that that was tacky. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like. Who fucking well, you actually it? wouldn't let me wear the Take Me to Your Leader shirt to a show once. You said I had to right. take it off. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was like, you can't wear that. He made me go in the hotel room and take it off. <laughs> I was like, why? That doesn't say Walker and Royce on it. He's like, it's our yeah. shirt. You can't wear it. I, actually, I was like, all right. I actually got persuaded this during lockdown to do a Will Clark t-shirt. And I was like, it says Will Clark. And I'm like, I am never going to wear this t-shirt. Like, I am never. I wear my I wear our Walker Royce t-shirts just like to the grocery store. Like yeah. I won't ever wear it like to where I'm being like. Uh, I'll wear it because it's a comfortable shirt, but I wear it like on Monday. 
when I'm going to like um, do my errands. Yeah, like, but, no one, I'm, like at the post office, and no one knows I'm in Walker and Royce. That's know? when you'll go to like Whole Foods and like see like right, four yeah. of your fans, and everyone's like <laughs> fucking Gavin wearing Walker and Royce t-shirt. <laughs> It happened, I think, in an airport. Or no, someone caught me wearing like the 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 oh. sound LA the the sound LA shirt because I exactly I wasn't. You at a were shirt. wearing it, and it's we were at the airport, and somebody came up yeah. and was like, uh, "Yeah, I thought he was commenting on the shirt." <laughs> they were like, and like, he was commenting on. And I'm like, yeah, I'm oh. wearing it because nobody knows who the hell I am. This is the airport. Yeah, it was like Edmonton, Cal, Cal or Edmonton <laughs> or Calgary or something, and some random guys like, "Hey, we love you guys." I'm like, oh no no no! Okay, here? I've seen. Okay, so there, yeah, there have been times where I've run into pe- like just people who know who I am just from my face, and I'm like, oh hi. But no, somebody like saw me who didn't know who I was, saw the shirt, looked up who we were, and then started, I guess, following us. And maybe no, they no, no, he knew that. who we were. He just oh, only recognized from the shirt. That's a separate incident. This is oh, separate incident. Someone who had no idea who we were, and then they looked up the shirt, and then they realized that. I was the person in the <laughs> right, and I was like, so I was like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, I look at it, it's a shirt in my closet. If it's clean, I will wear it because nobody knows who the hell I am, and it's a clean shirt. And it was, you know, either you know, free because we made the Especially shirt. the clean shirt. He doesn't have many, yeah. many clean shirts. Right, exactly. Uh, I, I'm full sure. of black wall. <laughs> where, where is this? Is the most random thing, but we're we're DJs and. We're not famous. I don't care what anyone says. We might be right. We might be well known in We're famous a very, in like a certain group of people. Yeah, right. in a very small circle of people where we people like us, if you know what I mean. Where is like the weirdest place that you've been spotted that you're like, I did not expect that? Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone came up to us at Disneyland. Oh yeah. We went to Disneyland and this guy came by and he's like, Can I take a picture? And we were total like we thought he was you know how there's if you go to the theme parks, there's guys that walk around and take your picture and you can go buy them. We thought he was one of those guys. And he's just like, Hey man, can I take a picture? And we were like, Nah, it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Like we were like, we thought he wanted to take our picture because he worked there. And he was like all looking bummed out. And I was like, It's cool, man. I don't want a picture, you know. And then we were walking 10 feet away, and he's like, I love you guys at Camp Out. <laughs> and I was like, did we just get recognized at, like, <laughs> Disneyland? And then we turned around, and it was like he – we went, and we were like, oh, we didn't know that yeah. you were – I thought we – you know, then we were nice to him. We were like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you worked here. So we were, like, <laughs> nice to him and his friends. And then they went, and he put it on this, like, you know, some some Dirty Bird, like, Facebook group and was like, we saw Walker and Rice on acid at Disneyland. And they like, thought we were on acid. <laughs> I don't know why he like made the jump that we were there on 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 drugs. It was like Tuesday at like you know noon or something, and we did not take acid and go to Disneyland. But he did recognize us. Sounds like a normal day with Walker and Royce at Disneyland. <laughs> like it's really funny that you say that because I remember being somehow like intoxicated, but I wasn't, and I know it because I would never. Right. Well, first of all, I've never taken acid, right? So just let's just I dropped something in his water. He just didn't know. <laughs> no, we weren't even we weren't even drinking alcohol. Like I think we were just walking. Yeah, it's Disneyland. You can't even it. It's it's Disneyland. Right, exactly. But I think because you it's maybe green, mentioned that you know, after funnel cake. Yeah, I think you mentioned that after the fact the guy thought we were on acid. Now I he posted it on a was thing on like I <laughs> Gab, you can't talk. Like you can't God. talk over Sam. Yeah, <laughs> it keeps on cutting out. No one's gonna hear anything. 
But yeah, uh, another another funny thing that happened once was uh, somebody put on like Twitter, like, "What's your craziest like celebrity interaction?" And it was like people being like, "I saw Tom Cruise at the at, at the gas <laughs> station," you know, and like Brad Pitt was getting hot dogs like next to me at Dodger Stadium or something, like all these like actual stars. And then somebody was like, "I forgot Walker and Royce's name when I was talking to them," or something. <laughs> And I was like, this is, we don't vlog in this <laughs> right now. Like, yeah. this is like, actually, it's like, I smoked a joint with Seth Rogen. It's like, this is not, a, like, this is, we don't belong in this, in this category. Like, we shouldn't be, like, comment on here. It's like, we're only DJs that get commented. It's so strange, isn't it? Because yeah. we are so, so lucky doing what we do. Um, and... We live in this like, oh, I can't speak for you guys, but I'm, I hope I can. Um, but we live in this like bubble where we're touring every weekend. We're in the studios during the week. Like we don't really see anyone. We kind of don't really live a normal life. And it's it's kind of, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's it's kind of just that. But we okay. we, we play in front of thousands of people every weekend and then you, we're so lucky that we can just go back to like on Monday morning and no one recognize us and no one. Do yeah, yeah. It's just like, could it's you, Im- could you imagine what it would be like to be actually famous? Like an, a celebrity. That, that's the difference, yeah, isn't it? Can you imagine that's that if you landed home on, on Sunday night, like everyone was starting taking your pictures while you're leaving the airport. Yeah, like that would, you know, that. I mean, I think I would just hide out. I think I would just hide out in my, in my house. I'd shave yeah. my beard. Live in Ohio. I'd be gone. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just have like one that you would put on when you go on and your tour. <laughs> yeah. <It'd be> gone. <laughs> like you just like a real hair. <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> just like clip it on. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh. Oh my god. So how it? So when Walker and Royce kind of like when you're at the stage where you're like, we want to fucking quit. Like this isn't going anywhere. Like. Mm. It turned around really quickly. Yes. Yeah. Like from uh, from being the new kids on the block to pretty much the biggest artist on Dirty Bird. I, I think what happened is like the music finally found the right audience. Yeah. Like the wacky like ITB kind of thing hit them draws. Like it it found the right people to be in front of, and it was yeah. like, oh, okay, you know. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of like, found our sound. Boom, you know, hit yeah. the right stream of people to listen to this stuff, and then it I started. Think- I think that's what was frustrating when with us is that like when we first started, we, we, we first started, we had like really quick success. Like we were on Crosstown Rebels like really quickly when we'd like we had made like three records and Damien Lazarus like hit us up. So we kind of like from the beginning, everybody kept telling us like you're going to be so big, you're going to yeah. be so huge. I think that was like a problem, like because like we were just really new, actually. Mm. And then it was like it felt like everything was like this letdown. It felt like everything was like, all right, we're going to get this and it's going to be that's going to be it for you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like I told you, we're checking boxes, checking boxes. And I think that um, we found our sound. And yeah, I think, you know, the, the Dirty Bird, I think the album is really what set us off. I mean, I think that we, what do you, would you agree, Sam, that that not set us off? Like, I think it just like, somehow well, solidified. Threw gasoline on the fire. I feel like yeah. we were already like in a much better position, like in 2016. Right. Then yeah. the, the Dirty Bird thing helped. I think we it was a good marriage of like I feel like Dirty Bird was kind of making a change and needed like maybe a, like it was kind of like needed a sound kind of shift. 
Well, I yeah, like I think had... I, I think I think what happened is, and this is only my personal outside opinion is, Dirty Bird was at a point where it needed something fresh. It had like you had the OGs, so you had Justin J Flip, Kill Frenzy, Ardlan, and then I kind of Sheba. You had Sheba, and then I kind of came in a little later after that, and yeah. then and then you guys came in, and you guys created the current dirty bird sound and i think that's what happens is that when you kind of create a sound everyone else wants to create that but you're you're the people you're the people you're the people that created it and i think when you're the creators you have this power to do what the fuck you want and and kind of lead that sound and i think at that time, Barkley wasn't releasing music. Like there was no one really releasing music that was like wowing, wowing Dirty Bird. But yet they still had this amazing brand, and they had, they had the campouts that, that the campout. Of... I think was like really big. Yeah, and and it that was it was like the third year in campout. Maybe this third, second, second, third year in campout when you were just the third, like the third year was when we were like we released self help. Yeah, like two weeks after the third campout. Yeah, and that was when campout was like everyone was talking about campout. Like everyone yeah. wanted to be at campout. Um, yeah. it, it was like the hottest new festival in America. Like it was everywhere. It wasn't just like part of the the festival calendar. It was, it was the main event of of the calendar. And I think you guys just kind of built this sound and rolled with it and it kind of just took off from there and it, it for me it felt like it was like a year in the making and then when i think when take me to your leader came was started to play around it was like okay this is when it's gonna go off yeah i feel like that was like a different song than we'd done it was like very vocal it was like very vocal led song yeah we'd always like- done vocals but that was like a big vocal and that track is like not really like the other tracks which is yeah. funny. I mean, it's, you know, it's got, it's got some of our things in it, but it's not, it doesn't sound like anything else. Down on the drop or anything like that. It doesn't, you know, it, I, there's not like a bunch of weird glitchy sounds. I mean, the, the, yeah, it's I not mean, a big noise on the one where it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more of like a pop, it's almost like a pop track. So um, yeah, I mean, it's like, that's why I feel like it worked, you know, it was like we had these more bangerish kind of tracks that sort of did this thing. Um, and then we also want to have these other tracks, which are kind of like, I mean, I, ideally I want to be able to play in almost an entire set of our own music, yeah. but I want it, I want it to be that diverse. Like I want it to, you know, like I want to be able to sort of go into these sounds and then, you know, sort of take it in this direction. Um, because I was always afraid, I, I, uh, frustrated, I should say, digging through records that I didn't like, you know, and, and you know yeah. that takes so much time and stuff. So that I 100% agree with you. That for me, like, that's the one thing that I say for myself is that 90% of my sets are, are Will Clark records, and if yeah. if they're not, then I'm not working hard enough in the studio because they should be. Because people, if people were coming to see me DJ, why? Like, you don't go see Queen to hear them play Bob Marley. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That, yeah, it's like. I feel like, yeah, we've actually, I think some people have been like, why do you play so much of your own stuff? And I'm like, well, it's like, you know, if you're seeing us at like a, a quick set, you know, if we're playing like a five hour set, it's different. which we, you know, you know, we, yeah, we'll definitely dig a little deeper. And it's like, you know, we're definitely, 
I'm definitely a DJ first. So like I like playing all sorts of stuff, but I think that we enjoy, you know, we enjoy getting, you know, people get mad if we don't play our own stuff too. You know, it's like, even when we do play like our mostly our own stuff, we'll still get somebody in like somebody DMing us like, why didn't you play this one? You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. so we, we, you know, we like playing, we like that people like that. And, um, well, I, I also think it's like now I think, I think DJ is different now, Gav, you might be able to kind of like back from New York days, right. From when you would play in New York a lot as residencies and things like that. Sam, I don't know if you had a residency in New York. I didn't, I don't know your kind of background. In, you in did New though, York. Sam, you played that pianos. I mean, yeah, it, it was like, we were playing regularly as a smaller joint. It wasn't at like, like a big, like serious yeah. club or something like that. It did give, it did give me a lot of good experience though. Playing a very small room for like four hours, five hours at a time. Yeah. Like every but, I did all sorts of, but I, I think I also DJing in the last five years has changed so much generally in, especially in America, um, because the sets are pretty fucking short and people are paying pretty good money to see you as the artist. And if they're, if you, if you have that new favorite song and you don't play it, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> Of course, no, yeah. People are pissed, man. Yeah. I, I, and it's the one thing that I learned when I used to tour with MK, um, is that literally his ninety-five uh, percent of his set was his. He he DJed like a show, and for me, it's not necessarily what true DJing is. But what? Who am I to say what true DJing is? Um, and I think yeah, but when you do a festival and when you get to this level, this isn't, tr this is like, you know, I look at this, you know, yeah. Okay. You want to ask me, this is to me, it's two different things. And it's exactly, like, I'm yeah. actually enjoying this time off because like now we're doing this Twitch thing yeah. and I'm kind of getting to be a DJ again. I'm getting to like play these like sets where you know, I'm not playing with Sam all the time anymore. So I'm playing like this other stuff, but like, you know, it's Walker Norris and Sam and what we do on these festival stages. Like that's, that's, that's not, you know, it's not real DJing. Like, no. go to a club and see a real DJ. This isn't like you know. That's what I'm saying. There's, it's a, it's a separate thing. Yeah. You know, if we're playing for one hour on a on a festival stage, it's you know, people came to see us play. You know, I learned. I think the first time we played Crossed, I played without Sam, and I was like, oh man, I downloaded all these. I played at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and I downloaded all this cool new stuff, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go there. And it like went over everybody's head, yeah. and I should be like, I should have <laughs> played our fucking music. You know what I mean? Like nobody, everyone was just standing there staring at me in the crowd. Like, what is he playing this disco record for? Yeah, yeah. Like when I was like, I'm gonna take it to all these different like places in one hour, you know? Yeah, right. And I learned really quickly. I'm like, you know, for a fest, a festival is playing that you should play your own music. You know, people came to see Walker and Royce play. I don't. We're not gonna play all our own music, but yeah. we play maybe like seventy five percent. Yeah. I mean, we play our. It, it, it's just uh, the other songs are just setting up our songs, you know, but then that's what I'm saying. And then you go see us in a club, you know, we go play at sound in LA for four hours set. We're not going to just play that same set. We're gonna play a completely lot. different set. And we're going to play a lot of different things and go in a lot of different directions because it makes more sense in a club. Totally. Is it the, the festival, in the festival like, situation, I don't think it makes sense. The festival is like a chance to, and you know, to, to try out demos too. Right. I mean, like as crazy as that would sound, you know, yeah, you, you, you obviously yeah. want to play some things that the people know about. Um, but right. it's like, because it's such a banger thing, it's like, you're just trying to, you're, you're banging it out. 
it ironically maybe is a good time to try out a new demo because well you can always just go into another old banger not old but you know i mean like like a tried and true thing to save it rather than in a club you might not be able to just do that right you might have to well it's like well if this track doesn't work uh you know saving it is not as easy as just throwing in a banger right so it's maybe yeah like maybe it's almost better it's a different type of dj it's a different skill set it's like it's like what you know being a good dj is it's like you know it's you got to be able to, uh, you know, I feel like what I always learned from like my open format days is just being able to adapt and like um, get it back. And, you know, a good DJs, I always say that like, you're not a good DJ unless you've cleared a dance floor, you know? 100%. I was just about to say that, like, how good is the feeling when you have a new record that no one's ever heard and then it goes off and, and it works. I mean, it's the yeah. best feeling in the world. Yeah. That, that's what makes it all worth it. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing this job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happen. Well, filling yeah. up a dance floor and like getting that moment is like such a good feeling, but I mean it, man, if like you haven't cleared a dance floor, it's like, you're not going to really know how to fill up a dance floor as mm-hmm. much as like, cause I feel like a lot of DJs are just like, they play like a set. Especially like you know, these, a lot of younger kids. I'm not trying to be like all oh, these young young kids, but like you know, a lot of people just play like this one. They're like, this is my set. Yeah. And I think that works in a festival situation. I don't feel like in a festival there should be, you know, if you have a warm up DJ in a club like the opening DJ, there's like a you know way to play an opening set. I feel like a festival, it's like those. That's kind of you know, you don't need a warm up set at a festival. I feel like everybody should play their 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 bangers. I think that's but, the like, difference between probably, the UK and Europe, though. And no, the, uh, Europe and Europe, UK and America. I think America is much more of a, a DJ is a rock star kind of vibe. And in the UK, it's a lot of it still about being cool. And Europe still about being cool and kind of being, I don't know, it, it just feels different um, compared to what it is like in America. And I think that's purely because EDM as the genre is so much bigger in America and yes and you've got exactly it you've got DJs that just play 45 minutes and they play the same 45 minutes for a whole fucking year everyone comes everyone comes like you know guns loaded ready to go Mm -hmm. and that's just like what it's like their it's like their time to show show everybody what they can do and it's like they haven't I, New York DJs are different. I think this is the thing. Coming up as a DJ in New York, I didn't learn that way. New York like isn't that, New York isn't America. I had to almost learn, like like I said, the first festival I played in America was like we totally bombed. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like I was like I I had that mentality of like I'm gonna play this like this cool like kind of like you know like what the way Europeans I think would approach it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna play this and it's gonna build up to this and and they're not they've never heard this and. Yeah, New York. I I always don't, I don't class New York as America. I, yeah, it's a Europe. It's got it, a very it's got a very European. I always have felt like an extension of Europe. Yeah, it's just New York people don't want to dance. Like if if you get people dancing, yeah, if you get people dancing in New York, you know you're doing a really fucking good job. That's why yeah. I love playing there because it's just like it's it's hard work. It's a harsh city. Like. Every, yeah. you you guys know it more than anybody but like you have to work so hard to just live in new york and yeah. if they're paying to come and see you they want you to put on the best possible show because they've they're spending their hard-earned money on you and 
they're not gonna they're not just gonna come and dance they you yeah. need to make sure that they dance and you need to make sure that you put on the best fucking show you can so that they have the best yeah, night one record they'll clear they will, they will clear that dance floor exactly one record they don't like they will clear i love they it will be like they will it, let you know not, that they don't like that record it, it changed a lot though i mean like playing it elsewhere was always really good um you know like so, so awesome. yeah, yeah in, in the past couple years um like when when we were actually starting to tour a lot and stuff new york new york surprisingly became like a good place for us to play and yeah. i was like every every time i walk in there i'm just like it's gonna this is gonna be tough man <laughs> so, here we go you know you had a hard night ahead of you in new york you know yeah, yeah. exactly and, but, and but, also like being from there it's like the extra added of of like all our friends like texting us like every 10 minutes i'm at the door i'm on the list it's like this whole added costumes only yeah off and just talk to somebody else about this please <laughs> yeah we used to play at house of yes and they started doing costumes only yep. which i liked like you're ready to be you had to dress in part of the theme because they wanted to keep out the bros but then there was all my bros outside oh in their boat oh, shoes in their boat oh, shoes me i gotta put on an outfit <laughs> no so what happened is new york the new york sort of weird cabaret culture started to m- mingle with the burning man yeah like culture which then which then was sort of started and and then like the the the, the silly sort of wacky dirty bird vibe started to creep into that because of like you know people wearing like animal costumes and stuff like you know at house of yes or something so like there was a way in so people actually were open to this sound instead of just like completely like european sound so um yeah like it's just weird how like these things change like new york definitely did change how the heck is it gonna be like next year like the city like everyone has like tons of people have moved out of the city yeah but Um, i don't know i think i think it's gonna be fucking amazing if, you, if think, you think that when things come back, it's going to come back strong? I yeah, I think that it's going to be it's going to be a while till it comes back properly, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good. Um, I don't know necess- Like I, we've all got friends in New York, and I, all of my friends that are in New York said that yeah, it's quieter, but it's fucking amazing still. Um, hmm. I've got a lot of friends that live in Cali that are trying to get the fuck out of there. Right. Um, and I don't know. I th- I think I think America's going to open up before anywhere else. And I think it has in some states already. Um, <laughs> it's just like an I don't give a. Well, fuck. I was going to say I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. It's not uh, a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's 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 we're shooting ourselves in the foot, right? It's kind of like we we can we can either do one of two things, and instead we're splitting the difference, which is like the worst possible thing. We could either like. Yeah. Just go full on, like, yeah. I don't give a shit about your grandmother, and and everybody just goes out, and a whole bunch of people wind up dying. But you know, somehow at the other end of it, like the economy is somehow doing great. That's obviously that's like horrifying. But and so no, no one's actually going to do that. But then on the other side is a full lockdown, and you know we can't do that either. So instead, we're doing this middle of the road thing where we keep as soon as the as soon as things start to look good, people will, like stop caring, and of course the death rate's going to spike right back up yeah. again. You know, and then of course they're gonna you know react, and then people are gonna start getting sick of that. Uh, you know, so we're 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 keep, we're gonna keep going towards this I don't give a fuck thing, which I think is is not good, right? It's strange, it just, yeah. It just perpetuates the whole thing, yeah. It's, it's really strange because I I just don't I don't think like I'm not a scientist, I'm not a fucking pro, I don't have a clue what what's gonna happen. I think though there comes a point when 
you have to crack on. Oh yes, we're we're definitely we're we're I'm feeling that right now. Like yeah. regardless, at like everyone and people who really care. Uh, I think well maybe there's a bit of optimism about people are finally taking just wearing masks seriously. Yeah, yeah. it took this fucking long for people to start taking <laughs> masks seriously. You know, so it did, yeah. everybody I mean, wears a mask. Yeah. Then we could probably go about like ninety-five percent of our lives. If yeah, everyone yeah. just wore a mask, that would probably be enough to 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 keep it down to the point where it was like not a problem. I or think, if it was a problem, it'd be a smaller problem. I think for me the 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 crazy thing I know has happened in America and it's happened here so much. It just got so political. And I'm yeah. not I'm not politics, man. I don't even want to talk about politics, but it's just it's for me it's just wild how how much it's divided so many human beings and you're just like this should bring people together. This should right. this should bring a community together. This should bring people to to the point where like like respect everyone. You don't know when right. fucking someone's going to die. You don't know anything. Like respect everyone. Everyone's allowed their own opinions. Everyone's allowed to say what they want. You might not agree with it, but so fucking what? Let them get on with their lives and let's just enjoy it, if you know what I mean. And I think if that was the case, if that actually happened, I think it would be a much easier time for everybody. Um, yeah. It's not been fun. But I think the last month or two has chilled out a lot in our industry. But like when it all first started happening and like loads of shit's happened in in our industry and it's not it's not fun it's not been fun to like go online and on instagram and see what someone's being cancelled for or what something's done yeah. or what someone's said or done to somebody it's not nice and mm. i i think i think now what I, I can only speak for myself but i think now what's happened is everyone's like okay maybe we all just need to shut the fuck up and just crack on with it and just actually understand that life's not like what we do is not that important in the grand scheme of life um yeah but we have to all learn a living and we all have to crack on and i don't think unless people are being helped financially i don't think it should be allowed to say that you can't do this right yeah i mean i think that things i think that i i, I think that the the politicians are starting to understand that there's growing negative reaction, even though people like absolutely want to be safe. Yeah. Like, you know, like you can't just decide businesses are going to be closed, you know? So, you know, it's yeah, fucking wild. Gonna have to, you know, you know, uh, move forward. But at the same time, I, I, as, as I've, I feel like I've been, you know, banging my head against the wall. I feel like a lockdown should not even be necessary. I think if everyone just, was a little bit careful, right? Yeah. I think that if everyone was just could could be careful, that would probably be enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like I, you know, there would maybe be a couple things which you know would have to be trimmed a little bit. You know, yeah, maybe like yeah, totally. club can't be like elbow Slammed. to elbow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the same, uh, you know, but at the same time, like yeah, like what's the you know we, we can also put everyone out of business. The government is not going to give everyone all the money to make up for it, which right. we can see. So. You know, yeah, it's it's like a yeah, it's you know, wild. But well, we're, we, we, taken, we're taking we took like a drive-in gig, and now we're doing a gig in New York, and there there are all these socially distanced, safe gigs. And you know, if yeah, if I'm sure that some people are like the safest thing is not to do anything, but at some point, you know, we've 
You have to pay your rent. You have what, to pay your rent. I mean, I mean, you know, there's two of us. We didn't make as much money as you know. We Sam has two kids. We we had to, we got to make money. You have you know? to. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Like, yeah, I don't care what anyone says. It's not like, our fault that this the, that the government did, didn't do a good job of like containing this virus. But I don't. I, again, so, I don't think this is a government. I I don't necessarily agree that this is a government thing. This is this is yeah. a community thing. This is a people yeah. thing. If you know what I mean, and, I, and and that's what I'm saying about it turning political. Like in the UK, it's wild. Like everyone's just blaming the government, but it's at the end of the day, if you didn't stay in during lockdown, it's your fucking fault. It's not the government's yeah, exactly. fault. Like it's simple. Well, that's what I mean. It's like we stayed in during lockdown. You yeah, know what I mean? like, exactly. And anything. and and there's there's parties. There's have you know we're we're doing these socially safe parties and. There's other parties that are happening here in California, man. There's parties happening in the desert where it's just like everywhere, people yeah. and they're not social distancing. They're not doing anything like that. And those are the people being like, this sucks. Yeah. When's this going to be over? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe when you stop going to like a ray, like, uh, you know, what we're doing is a different kind of event because it's like, you know, we're doing drive-ins where people are like our distance and we're wearing masks. We're doing what we can. I know it's not the most safe thing, but we, we got to Yeah. We got to crack. What are the drive-ins lot. like? Honestly, we did this one. Honestly, and I thought it was gonna be weird, but it actually was fucking good, man. It was. was it? I, I maybe it was like we. Cool, but it was. It was. I think it was just a little too far away from the big city and from Chicago, right? Yeah. I think the people, we did in like make, we did yeah. it. It was like on the border of Wisconsin. Uh, okay. But people came and it was cold and it was raining. It was, <laughs> it was like thirty-five degrees. It was almost snowing. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell have we gotten into? And but people were well into it. They people were out of it. They had it. They had it. So it's like everyone had their own car space and it was yeah. very distant. And like you could get outside your car and people set up speakers and they had chairs. It was kind That's of like cool. tailgating or something. Yeah. And people like I felt like, you know, I don't know if it just felt good to Be DJ out. in front of people again. I don't know what, but it, it was a lot more fun. That I, I came out of it feeling better than I thought I would. Yeah. It was nice to be back. And now we're doing the next thing we're doing is a two tier testing thing in New York. I guess it's in New Jersey where they're, you know, we have to get tested three days before. Yeah. You have to have, you know, you're supposed to quarantine after you get tested and then you show up with like a negative test and then they test on the spot. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. then uh, they're doing a rapid test inside. So you have like a negative test showing from three days before and then you then you can be or like you know if yeah, you took yeah. two days before and then you get tested on the spot and then you can go in and you still have to wear a mask when you're inside i see i that just makes so much more sense like yeah, yeah. practical it, it makes People so much more sense you can get tested yeah. if everyone's negative then what are we doing do you have to pay extra do you have to pay yeah. it, does it cost more to go i think that it's expensive just to go to the show yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean it's it's expensive to go to the show. It's not as cheap prices, as prices have to come up, I guess, because there's less people. There's less people. Pay. It's only like it's only like five hundred people or something. But it's yeah. like it's still a lot of people in a large space. It's like a space uh, okay. that could hold like five thousand people. Or something. Uh, is is okay. it outside? I think it's in a. a yes, I think it's going to be like a tent or something. It's like, yeah. there's like a t- cover on it for rain, but it's like, yeah. I don't think it's going to be, it's not indoors. Yeah. I don't think they're allowed to do indoors yet. Yeah. It's not so music wise, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but when is the, what's going on with the album? 
the next album. There's got to be. There's got to be another album. Well, I know there's, there's yes, another album. Yes, there there was supposed to be an album that was coming out in the spring that we were going to be finished by now. <laughs> um, but obviously, that didn't really work out like we wanted it. Um, we haven't really even seen each other. We've been working on Zoom calls. Oh, joyful. Yeah. You know, so we haven't. You know, normally when Sam was, you know when we were traveling, I guess I could kind of come like at least once a month, I would come. We play in New York. I would come for a few days. We we're not, we're not together as much, which doesn't really matter that much. I mean, um, we but, get together in a hotel room and you know, we could like work on shit, you know, yeah. when we were, yeah. Out, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, we'd, we'd always see each other, but now, so now we're doing that. Like we're working together on zoom, but it's also just, you know, we're not getting uh, vocals, vocals, vocals. It's like, you know, we were working with some people that we're excited about working with, but the vocals aren't coming like we want because yeah. I feel like just everybody's been in a weird headspace. So we've now pushed the album back to late 2021 yeah. uh, for a release date, which the is fine, thing, I think. The other thing is just like motivation, right? And and headspace, right? Like just yeah. trying to write, you know, being on the road and, and, and you know, just imagining you know, like, like playing for parties and stuff and having an in, sort of an informed perspective on what's working and then having that completely taken away and then just being like, all right, keep writing house music, but you're, you know, there's no one to test this in front of. There's no one to, there's no one else also playing parties where you could go to and see what else is working. Right. Yeah. So it's not like not only, so not only can we not see what's working in our own sets, we also can't refer to anybody else's sets, what's working. Um, and that just makes a really like a, like a dead to try it right house yeah. music yeah i'm trying to trying to gauge what people like off twitch comments now <laughs> I mean, and, and if someone's listening to music on twitch it's not the same vibe as in a club right you know so yeah. you know there's just definitely going to be a trend in, in in a slightly different or maybe majorly different direction yeah is that going to follow its way into the club on the on the other end right like are we going to come in you know in may or june next year and, and if like let's, let's just be optimistic there's a vaccine in december it starts getting you know out there and starts really cutting into the death rate and so that you know like people are able to let their guards down and people actually can go out and, and, and party just in like like they want to yeah by like the summertime is the kind of music is that going to be drastically affected by the pandemic or yeah. are people going to be so sick and they want the hardness you know what i mean you want the intensity and you want like you want to be smacked around because you've yeah. been so pent up and be like oh like I don't want to be all lazy. I want like I want to go hard, man. Like yeah, I want to yeah. like I want like powerful intensity, and I want to <laughs> my head blasted off, right? By by laser stuff, right? Like I don't know. <laughs> I think the music landscape is changing. I think sounds are changing. I think things are getting different. Um, definitely, I definitely think it's splitting. There's definitely, I think, been a few people, and especially in America, that become like tech house fans or whatever tech house music fans in like the last few years that maybe weren't you know there's just because it was popular i feel like it's kind of like yeah i feel like the, i feel like i feel like it's a good like rinse you know all this pandemic stuff obviously sucks but i feel like there's a good uh like kind of like a rinse happening where it's kind of like weeding out the wrong people that wanted to listen I, does that make sense it's like i feel like i feel like the music's going to change and, and i think it's going to be a good thing and i think that our sound is you know definitely changing a little bit I would say, Sam, would you, would you? Well, the, on the album, the album itself is going to reflect a bit of this shift. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like, there's going to be some drum and bass tracks on there. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, um, yeah. We're definitely we're sense. definitely exploring different sounds. Trying like to get sing. trying to get gigs in Bristol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Things that just sort of split the difference. Bristol, between. which is just right outside Cheddar. Yeah, um, which is where the cheese is from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, you know, it's, yeah. We're, what we're, what were we going to originally do versus what we're going to do instead? I'm hoping that it actually works out better. What's, right, what's, I think it will. So, what's your, what's your thoughts? Has this changed your mindset at all um, with regards to releasing music? Let's say, for instance, worst case possible, there's no clubs, no shows next year. Mm. Um, are you? Have you had that conversation where you're like, okay, we still need to put music out, but it needs to be music that streams, and right. and it can't be just for the club? Because for me, like, I'm writing so much music that you would never have thought that I would have put out as Will Clark. Okay. Um, mm. But I'm putting, I'm writing music that I know will stream well. Mm. Um, and then there's, there's two different parts, like kind of treating it like two parts of, two parts of the industry, really. You've got your music, you've got, and then you got your, your music that streams well, and then you've got your club music. Club music doesn't stream well at the moment. Like it does, it doesn't do well. I think, what, I think what's going to happen is people are going to, I think you're going to find that, you're going to people are going to write stuff for streaming which i think is a good thing and i think that you're going to find that some of it really actually still work it works well in the club yeah i mean uh, I wrong, our song my own thing was like uh the song we did with sophie Grophy on the album and i thought we thought it was just going to be this like kind of like low-key kind of hip-hop ish track you know she's a rapper and like we didn't think anything really of it we thought it was a chill track and it became like a huge kind of thing for us so it's like i feel like that's gonna happen a little bit where people are like oh, i'm writing this more like melodic thing because it's like you know uh people are just listening to music at home but you're gonna find that it actually it's like a huge banger and it'll like yeah. kind of transfer to the club well that's this what i was gonna say with, with with the album like the tracks like a lot of the tracks that we're sort of doing for the album probably like half of it would would be these tracks that were more sort of streaming yeah uh or you know maybe just not club yeah uh tracks. Yeah. But we're hung up on getting vocalists for them, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. like I feel like if you really want something to stream well, it should have. I mean, I'm not thinking about things like like oh, it's going to be big business. I feel like in, in order to make a, a a proper track that I like, it should have a, a lead in it, right? Like yeah. a, like a top line on it, right? Yeah. It should have yeah. like some kind of memorable vocal on it that sort of just wraps the whole thing together. And we're trying to get people to do that, and and it's hard. Um, it's hard because we can't get people you know, are not the right mindset. Yeah. No, I, on the right mindset. Yeah. I agree. I also like what you said, club music, just it, no one's hearing it. So I think there's less demand for it. If you know what I mean, you're not, people aren't going to the club and taking videos and asking and then DMing you what, what's neck, what tracks this or anything like that. It's yeah. just not, it's not that. How have you, have you found the streaming stuff? Cause I've not touched live streaming at all. Like for me, it's, it's not for me, but you guys start it. Did you guys start good TV with Justin and Vanessa yeah. and who else? Ardy. Ardy and Christian. Christian. And then yeah. there's also like Don, Don Dantes, uh, Saunderson, which is, uh, Kevin Saunderson's yeah. son. And, uh, DJ Heather's involved. We have like small town DJs involved. We got a bunch of people involved. Uh, I, I really like, like I really like what you've done, by the way, before you go into depth. Like, I think it's cool. It's not like I had Mikey Lyon on the podcast and he spoke about what they've done with Desert Hearts TV. And I really like what they've done there. Um, and it feels like what you've done is kind of created a channel, which is like kind of that next step on 
um, which I, I really like and I, a fair play because it needed to happen. We're, we're, uh, we're television executives now. <laughs> 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 you know, if you got some program ideas, we're open. You know what I mean? Like we're taking meetings. Um, I'll send you a pilot. I think, you know, I, 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 I was hesitant about doing the streaming stuff and I'm still a little hesitant to be honest with you. I'm not hesitant. I'm having fun. I'm wondering, I think it's here to stay. So it's like, I don't, I think that when things come back, like this is still going to be a, a thing that people are into. Um, so I think it's been cool. It's, um, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Sam's going to be doing this kind of thing where he's like working, you know, he's working on, he's working in the studio and people can watch him work for like an hour. Yeah. And I'm just doing, my show is going to be just like, I think we're just going to have a guest every single time and just like kind of mess around and makes it fun. We definitely play differently. I think that streaming, I'm on the mic a lot. I saw you and Mikey B. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that the other day and this morning, actually I was in bed and I, I pulled up Instagram and saw you and the Mike B just doing, I don't know what the fuck you were doing, but it was fun. (laughs) I think that you got to look at it. You know, it's just like we're saying DJ in a festival, DJ in a club is different now. Like DJing this live stream is like a little bit different. I don't think that people... A, it's like you can't just play bang, 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 bang yeah. because it's like people are sitting in their living room listening to this, right? I mean, yeah. I was asking the other night. I'm like, how do you listen to this? Like, are people listening? On, some people are listening on their phones with headphones. Some people are just have it on their TV. We watch it on our TV. There's no good sound system. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? And when I watch other people, it's like I'm watching it on my TV and it's just like, you know, it's just the TV speakers. I th- so there's no like, there's no sub, you know? I think this is where American, American culture actually actually wins. Um, when right, it, British people will not do this, right? They, they just don't care. It's like, they no. just like, <laughs> don't give a shit, right? It's, you know. <laughs> it's just like, like you... In, in my gut, I think me and Sam's gut is the same way. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, I was hesitant. Yeah. That's why I was hesitant. Like, in my gut, I'm like, what? I'm going to DJ on the internet? But now that I'm doing it, I'm having fun. Would I watch myself? Probably not. Yeah, like I like, saw... Am I going to watch this show? Like, right, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna watch this, but other people here want it, and it's it's fun. I saw Claude doing his like first couple, like I literally just like flicked on and was like, "What the fuck are you wearing?" <laughs> <laughs> he's on the bike, like he's on the bike more than anybody. He loves he's the bike, everyone. And now he did he did a live stream for like Insomniac, and he was doing the same thing. I'm like, "Are you just gonna be on the mic all the time now?" When he comes back, pretty he's much, gonna the mic he's time. gonna be an MCer. And it's yeah, gonna be I'm like just, I'm gonna, we're asking Barclay if he wants to MC. Yeah, you know, do a tour with us, but he doesn't have to DJ. Just gonna MC. You uh, feel that pressure, like when you're on, when you're when there's no audience, you can't see anyone's face, so you feel like you need to fill up the space yeah. with whatever. You're I saying. think it works. It works on the Twitch, though. It works on the Twitch. I'm telling you, it's like if you if you just sit and DJ, kind of, you forget. It's almost like people forget that you're even doing it, and they'll stop paying attention. But it's like. Every, you know, we come in and make jokes, you know, Mike B's on there. Mike B's hilarious, man. That guy should be a, like a comic. I also so, think it's, it's yeah. a different form of entertaining. Um, yeah. And if, let's say, for instance, even if one of my favorite artists is doing a live stream and that they're, they're a D, like a DJ artist and, and they're doing a live stream, I do not want to just watch them, like just play records whilst I'm doing the fucking dishes. It's just not for me. But... Yeah. If I was to, if it, if it, it needs to entertain me in a different way, 
because I'm so used to just going to a club and hearing DJs. So that's what I'm so used to. I don't want to hear that when I'm cooking, if you know what I mean, or taking a shower or whatever. So I think what you guys are doing is like, it's definitely different. And you do, you wouldn't want that in a club. You would 100%. Like if, if I fucking walked into a club and heard you and Mikey B on the fucking microphone, <laughs> I would come and unplug that shit out. No, exactly. We, and we know that. Like yeah. we wouldn't do, like I, I'm not going to go back to a club and do this. You know what I mean? Like I know that completely. Exactly. But I know that if I if you don't hear it on the Twitch thing, it kind of it's more like we're doing a show. No, you know and I, mean? I like that. I respect that. And I'm also playing like it's like this is what I'm saying. It's like I'm playing. It's kind of in a way making me kind of miss like my old DJing days because it's like I'm playing all this stuff that I'm like. I'm just like, I'm like, you know, we're going to go play all this old, like, Roulette records or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm playing stuff that I would just never play in my Walker and Roy sets in the last few years. Yeah. And I'm having fun doing it. It's like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like, remember that record? Like, I'm going through, like, little sections of, like, my vinyl that's here and, like, downloading the tracks. I haven't brought the vinyl to the studio yet, but, like, yeah. I'm downloading the tracks. of like, I'm like, oh, I remember this vinyl. I'm pointing because they're right here. And, like, you know, and, like, I'll go download it and play it on the show. It's like I'm doing stuff like that. So it's fun to kind of like revisit this stuff. And it's like I feel like I'm sharing like uh, I'm sharing with fans something I haven't before. Yeah. And I think that's important. And I think for me, the most important thing is which is why I didn't do the live stream is because it doesn't excite me if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think we're super lucky that we do jobs that we absolutely love. And the thought of doing something that we don't want to do but we're doing it just because we have to do it is the most. That's, that's, that's what I don't want it to turn into. Exactly. And that's why I started the podcast because I was like, I really want to do this. I've always wanted to do this. Obviously we did the little podcast thing beforehand and it just feels right for me. And, but I still want to do it. Yeah. We I I just been lazy. We should, we should keep, we should do it. We should do it. We should start it again. We should start it again. This thing we're doing. Yeah. I think, well, it, now that I'm doing it on here, it kind of makes sense. Like I like it. We to, to, for the for the people listening, Will and I did we did two, two, yeah. And it was hard for us because Will wasn't living in LA, so you were kind of trying to coordinate around you coming to LA to do this podcast. The first one was with Doc Martin, which you can still listen to somewhere, and it's really good. It is good. And then the second one is with Bot and uh, Nico, which is not as great because it's just a bunch of guys talking over each other. Pretty much. But, it's, still, it's, but it, it's still funny. It was fun doing it, though. It was fun doing it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so how do people watch the Good TV, if anyone is uh, listening? Twitch. Good. It's Good TV on Twitch. It's I-T-S-G-O-D-D TV, all one word, uh, on Twitch. You can follow us. You don't have to join. Uh, we have weekly programming. Um, everyone kind of has a day. We have Wednesdays. Uh, Justin Martin does Saturday nights. If you want to watch, he was on uh, for a few hours last night. Um, Artelan does Fridays. Vanessa does Thursdays. Christian Martin does Mondays. Tuesdays is DJ Heather and Dantes Sanderson. And then um, Small Town. Yeah, we have like a bunch of stuff. It, we, we're adding programming. We're doing stuff. Sam is doing like kind of production stuff. We're going to do some more production stuff during the day. Our friend Tony, who's actually like a, a professional production teacher, he's going to be doing like 
some like production. Oh, cool. be like here, this is how you, you know, we're going to have more like informational stuff. We have, you know, maybe we're going to do some more talk show, talk show stuff. I wanted to do a cooking show with bot. We're trying to get bot to show us how to make his uh, pasta pasta, which I think would turn into a more of a comedy show. <laughs> uh, is he well, cut his hair yet? Huh? Is he cut his hair yet? No, he like got it trimmed. He's like, I'm gonna cut my hair. I'm going to cut my hair, and then it's like, he just <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I love that guy. I I, do, I do miss like I I don't know about you guys, but I do miss the like hanging out with all of you lot. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I we, I haven't seen. I mean, you've been in England for how long now? Uh since March. I mean, I used to joke that you didn't live in LA. I would. I, I know. Say so much in LA all the time. I was like, when, when are you just going to get into like a, like an apartment in a, in a you know? There was like a year, apartment. wasn't it? Like last year, I just was pretty much in LA like every other week. I don't yeah, know. I was why. like, why are you spending all this money on hotels? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just, fucking move here, man. Fuck, I just couldn't do it again, man. When I lived there, you, you were in New York when I lived here because I remember you came over, didn't you? Yeah, I came, I came out. When I still lived in New York, you you lived in LA, and I picked you up in my rental car. Yeah, went out just, for dinner. I just don't like LA, man. Just don't like it. I I I I'm torn because I think I was so ready to get out of New York, but I still miss New York. It's like I miss it and I don't miss it, and and I love LA, and I and I also don't love LA. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like everything. It, it's it's like, weird though. Now that I'm here in the pandemic, I think it was better for me when we were traveling so much. I think being in New York, one of the things that, you know, just having bad, I just, aside from having just like been in New York for so long and like felt so beat down from being there. Yeah. Um, you know, Sam escaped to, to Jersey just outside. Yeah. So I never did that. I was still living in Brooklyn with roommates and I started traveling a lot and I was like coming home to like dirty dishes in the sink and yeah. no toilet paper. And I was just like coming home and I'm being like, why am I spending my time between you know when i was traveling every weekend why am i spending my time in new york so i think for me moving to la was like i was like it's just a better place for me not to be to be during the week you needed to you needed you needed to get out of new york let's be honest you you, you'd been in new york your whole life pretty much and pretty much yeah or your whole adult life yeah definitely my whole adult life and then some of my childhood too i went to like you know i grew up there a little bit when i was a kid that didn't really add to like why I needed to leave because I was just a kid. But I, I got an alert on like like my health app that said Gavin Rice's life expectancy just increased by five years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't. I mean, and now I miss it a little bit. I mean, I just, yeah, I definitely needed to get out at the time. I just, I just felt like, yeah, it was like, just sitting in like bad memories, like dark basement. Like there was no sunlight down there. Like yeah, I had lived in a lot of really bad apartments. Didn't yeah. you? Was, I, was, I was sort of homeless at one point. People don't know that. Like I was kind of homeless at one point. And Sam, I lived in the studio. Sam, we had a studio. And Sam said, no, but under no circumstances <laughs> could I live in the studio. <laughs> and then he went out of like a, like a month vacation. And I lived in the studio while he was gone. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like living on my friend's couch. So I was like, I'll just live in the studio. I remember. I never knew that. I told him like two years later. You moved in with He's like, like I knew it. I knew it. With Will Tran? Huh? No, when you when we had that one in in like off like the Jefferson L stop. Oh, yeah. and then my friend Mark lived down the street, so I was going to shower at his house. 
<laughs> See, that's the thing. New York, New York <laughs> living is so yeah. much like that. Like it, it's, it's just a bad quality of life. And I think yeah. that's what it was is like when I started like traveling a lot and seeing how a, how other people lived for cheaper, <laughs> so much you know cheaper. like i'm like you have a tomato garden like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like like you have a house like, yeah. yeah yeah you have a spare bedroom right. um but so i think when once i started having that i kind of made me be like all right yeah and then once we i think that was it once we were traveling so much i was like why am i coming back here on sunday night yeah and just staying here till thursday and like I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't like involved in the culture anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now and now that now that the pandemic's happened, I definitely miss it a little bit more. I've, I I didn't miss it until like this pandemic, so I was sat around a lot. And I'm like, I definitely do miss New York a little bit still. I don't know if I'll ever move back, but I definitely miss it. See, the thing for me more than with, I, with New York, I I'd move to New York tomorrow, but to have a nice lifestyle in New York, you have to be doing extremely well. Yeah, and. Uh, that's yeah that's kind of why i just didn't didn't live there and i i would if i could i would move there tomorrow because if you've got a shit ton of money new york is a lot of fun yeah no it is well it was a lot of fun before this pandemic i don't think it's uh i think it would be just as fun i don't know wishful thing i mean you're paying a premium to live in new york so there's things that you know but isn't la the same la is expensive as shit as well not as expensive as new york no true so this is not, it's just not as expensive as New York. And I was in a position. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I just, I was just haunted by New York. Even when I started doing better financially, I just like, I felt like now I'm going to spend all my money, like to get like a, like a one bedroom in New York yeah. or should I just move to LA? Yeah. The apartment that you guys are in right now, like imagine that in New York, it'd be like double at least. Like yeah. No, no. It'd be like, you know, like yeah. a two bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it, would, it would, it would, it would maybe not double, but it would definitely be like almost double. I think it would be double. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Um, music. Have you got any music coming out, or are you literally like holding off? No, no. We got. We have a. a we have a single coming out on Dirty Bird in December called "Need to Freak." It's nice. more of like a. I wouldn't say for streaming, but it's definitely more of like a chiller vibe for um, from us. But people really like it so far, and uh, it's a little bit more moody. Did you hold back on releases? Good. I know you obviously the album was supposed to be coming out, but have you held back on any other releases? We have a few things. I we don't. Well, there's the we have a remix of the like Chris, yeah, Chris Lorenzo remix, um, which I yeah, still we don't know when that's coming out. The, of what? Chris Lorenzo remix dust, and then What's we that? remixed him. We, we did like a trade oh, okay. with him. Okay. It was, we had a swap, so yeah, so we we did a, a remix of uh, "Take Me As I Am." Yeah. Uh, so with I, uh, with the streets. The streets. It's yeah. a great record. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did that know, record with like, the streets, and now <laughs> we've done a remix of that. Uh, we it's wanted definitely not a pandemic record. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not a no, pandemic it's record. The pre-pandemic banger. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's not going to fit in with anyone's like chilling in the bedroom kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? Because the, the streets yeah. are so iconic in in the U- UK. Like the streets, very like, iconic. They're like we. I grew up with the streets. If you know what I mean. Like Mike Skinner yeah, yeah. is Mike Skinner is literally the sound of England growing up. But yeah. In America is, is nobody knows who he is. I I keep telling everybody, I'm like, we've done a remix. It's like Chris Lorenzo, yeah. the streets, and everyone's like, the what? Like <laughs> nobody knows who he is. And I'm like, yes, yeah, the streets. 
I always I'm like, oh my God, what are you talking about? I always um tr- try and listen to listen to the streets with Ryan, my manager, and he's like, mate, I just don't get it. I just don't. <laughs> I can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. I, get I feel it. like I get it because my family, you know, like I British family, so I've always felt like I've uh, kind of gotten. Um, I, I always feel like a little bit more of a like I, I understand that kind of thing. So for me to to work with the streets was like huge deal yeah it is a big deal i fair play it's a good yeah. one it, and you've just had the word remixes just come out right yeah yeah the word remix to come out so we had we also did a, a remix a kid that came out for of, of the freaks tweakers by the freaks which another huge thing for me you know uh the freaks were like yeah to me like when i discovered dirty bird which I discovered the first, I was a fan of Justin Martin. So the first Dirty Bird record was like Justin Martin record. I was already a fan of him because I was like into the freaks. Yeah. And the freaks were like these British guys, Luke Solomon and Justin Harris. Luke Solomon still owns classic and runs classic, which is all the honey Dijon stuff. Yeah. Um, He's a great, like the weird, they were like the weird wacky music that like, I was like, they were making this stuff that, you know, was so unconventional. So I was like a fan of that. And so to, to be able to remix them was like another honor. Yeah, that's amazing. So we had that come out. And then, but other than that, we have a, a few things done kind of, but I don't know what we're going to do with stuff. We might just be sitting on stuff. We're not sure how. We don't need to, I don't feel like we need to re- release as much music as we had been. It's such a strange time to release our music. It's hard. Are you releasing any music? Sweet. I just put the MK record out. Um, yeah the the collab with mk and i and yeah. although it's doing all right it's just a club record and club records don't oh, do well yeah. nowadays there's no clubs yeah. so like, there's no club what's hit what's hitting in the club it's like nothing nothing literally. yeah so it's kind <laughs> of like i was really lucky at the beginning of the year because i did you take me higher and then hallelujah came out and hallelujah is just doing it's still so doing really good. well but that had like a year worth of club so even though it came out right at the beginning of the of of covid it had yeah, we, such a leader everyone wanted yeah. it if you know what i mean yeah. whereas the mk record it it kind of didn't have any of that it was just me and mark yeah yeah i feel like people putting out music now you're just like oh here it is and i'm like i didn't know about it yeah you know what exactly I mean? yeah um but i have a ep coming out on trick which is patrick toppin's label um oh cool which if i'm honest it's actually good. Mikey Paladino's on it. Daddy Dino. I can't believe it. No. Daddy Dino. Daddy Let's, Dino. We'll talk about his name in a little bit, but yeah, yeah that's good. Um, so, but, but that, that EP is hard, like really hard. So honestly, I don't, it's a great EP and it's just good. It's great that it's out, going to be out on trick, but I just don't see people streaming wise it's not gonna happen that label is really cool they have a lot of really cool stuff like patrick's done really well with that label so i'm I'm happy you're on that label yeah it's it's just a label that patrick just does what he wants to do and it's not like he's kind of signing names or anything like he's signing loads yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then that's it for the rest of the year but we we i pretty much have my whole release schedule planned for next year already we're just going ham we're like not not stop slowing down. Just not gonna, you're going to just do it. Just okay. Keep going next year. Just that's nice to know. That's, 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 that's nice to hear. I think the music that I'm releasing is, is different. It's not necessarily all just club music. Um, but we're kind of going to 
space it out between like a club record and not so club record, a club record and not so club record. And there's going to yeah. be records that we'll probably release that won't even get DJ pre- promoed or anything like that. Literally just going to go out. Um, okay. And just put yeah, it for, out. for us, I mean, I think we were already going to hold back on some music because of the album, right? So we're, I, I don't think to, we, right. right now we're not entirely sure what we're going to do. But, you know, the plan was already to hold back and like wait till like the first album single came out. Yeah. So maybe that's what we'll do. We'll have maybe one other remix or maybe one other release on like another label before we do the album cycle. Yeah. Like before COVID, I was almost imagining like the perfect scenario would just be to like almost never release music. Right. Not, not, not never, but like a year behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just every single time you're out, you're playing all demos, which nobody else has yeah. except yeah. something given to somebody else. And that's why people come to your shows, right? They, they, they can't hear your music anywhere else. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's, that's basically a business model. And now there's, it's like, what, you know, (laughs) so now we have to put things out that, but you know, you know, like I was saying before, we're sort of already in the process of doing these things that are like, yeah, not, not totally, they're not club bangers and stuff. And way you know down tempo kind of stuff yeah. or way too fast way too slow weird um yeah and now there's like a there's a place for it now do you so it'll actually do better yeah. yeah do you guys i don't know about you do you guys enjoy releasing music like now when a record's coming out do you in, enjoy it do you get excited or is it some something that you're like or am i like about? now everyone has it and now yeah if it's a winner if it's already if it's already starting to be less and less in our set, yes, I'm happy to put it out. Yeah. If it's still, we're still playing it a lot, no. Right. <laughs> there's like a there's like a crossover point where it's starting to like lose like popularity for us to play it. Then go ahead and, and put it out, right? Yeah. And then everyone can have it. Um. But yeah, no, we want to sort of hold our our winners close until they're you know, losing steam and then we can put them out. That's, that's, that's my, I, that's my perspective. Do you guys as, as like talking business, do you guys put pressure on yourself when the music is released? Do you put pressure on the record? Do you, does it get to the point where you're like, Oh, we haven't got this playlist. We haven't got on this, whatever. It's not hit this chart. It's not done this. Uh, yeah, sometimes, I up and sometimes I don't fretting about that never is productive. Like it doesn't actually help me write better music or something like that. So it's just like, no, you can't, I prefer to just be completely blind. I mean, I honestly thought that word was going to be a flop. Yeah. I'm telling you, I thought it was like, ah, no one's going to like that record. And it, you know, it was popular. Sam is, uh, doom and gloom. Very on a, yeah. Sam, Sam is, Sam is a glass half empty. (laughs) (laughs) You're always pleasantly surprised by we, yeah. we played Coachella. It's a funny story for everybody. We played Coachella <laughs> and it was so amazing. And it was like, I was, I've never like, I could have like, I felt like the Hulk. I had so much adrenaline. We played, it was packed. The, the stage we played early in the day and the place was at capacity. Apparently they had a line out the door of the Yuma 10 for us. And it was so amazing. And I just like, so jacked up and we get off and Sam just goes, uh, so how do you think that went? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, so he's taking out zero points. So, so how do you think that went? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, did they have food here? 
<laughs> well, I'm, not, for a I'm, sandwich. I'm incredibly. <laughs> I never, he's I like never, oh you think people liked it i'm like what are you talking about people were like climbing all over the place it was crazy i'm so like, oh, i'm gonna go get a sandwich <laughs> so he fucked off and went and got food yeah not cynical <laughs> i'm not like not cynical not pessimistic not like i i just want to be realistic so i don't i don't you know so even though and I was incredibly nervous going into that, right? Like, come on, man, we're playing like Coachella. It's the biggest show we've ever done, right? Like for yeah. the, for, you know, the big, you know, it's like, and yeah, it, I, I don't want to accept, you know, unless I know something is like genuine. Like I don't want anyone to be like, yeah, it was great. And then like, yeah. eh, you know, be like, so I, I will, I'll be willing to accept the results like way later. You know what I mean? When everyone's like, yeah, yeah, no, it was really cool. I'm like, yeah. okay, I can believe this. You know, I don't want to let myself be like, yeah, that was great because I've done that. You know, and sometimes when I thought something was great and it wasn't and, you know, it bites you in the ass. Right. So, you know, yeah, I mean, we've all, you know, we've all written something that we thought was great and then we play it and people are like, yeah, yes, this sucks. Right. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's an awful feeling. It's yes. Awful feeling. No, I, I respect that. I, I think I'm pretty similar to you, Sam, um, when it comes to anything yeah. like that, like yeah gav i remember nope. i remember nope. i actually remember when we played uh what's that what's that festival in the desert um that's hot as fuck in palm spring not coachella oh splash house splash house i remember yeah. i don't know if you can remember i literally i hated playing that party so i remember you no i remember you were pissed you so, were like it just wasn't your, it was I like that festival, but it's definitely a it's definitely it's a hangout festival. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's a very New York crowd uh, vibe in like Palm Springs. It's like a lot think? of just it's it's all by the pool. Everyone's just kind of hanging out. I think it's just a load of frat kids that just want to hear lo- <laughs> that want to hear losing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I was like, I literally wanted to quit DJ in that day. Like I was like, this is. I remember you were pissed off. I, I remember so pissed off. <laughs> but I get, I get that with yeah, with you me. Shut up. Yeah, I wouldn't no. shut. I would just fucking moan. But I, I get that about music. Like, I got that about the MK record. It was like, this is doing shit. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why, why am I even fucking trying? I get so in my head when I release yeah. music. It's like, and it's, it's actually unhealthy but i don't and you know it's unhealthy you you right. i can talk to myself in the mirror and be like will what the fuck are you doing but i still oh. do it yeah I, I stopped doing that a long time ago yeah how I, I, how did you I, stop that I, I need to learn i would no i would literally yeah get in these almost like a mental like a yeah, self-hate kind of thing like an, and and i realized that it was happening i was like okay that's not productive like you can stop you you, you can you can be self-critical, but I sort of do it on a day-to-day basis. Like you, do, you sort of write something and then you maybe like, you know, cause uh, write something like at you know, late at night and it's kind of like vibey and cool. And then you come back to it the next day and you don't like it. So yeah. instead like, you know, give yourself that perspective. Don't beat yourself up when you, when you don't have that, that realist perspective again, you know, it's like, look, sometimes I do come back to something. And I'm like, Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Like I'm, I'm yeah, still yeah. feeling what, or, or I, like I can't even remember what I was doing yesterday. 
and I'll play it and I'll be like, oh, good. I still like it. Because yeah. a lot of times I come back and I don't like it. And I'm like, all right, well, that one goes away. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you don't need to, if you if you literally get into where you're you're talking to yourself, you just, <laughs> yeah, you just, just maybe change the subject in your mind. Go go do something else, you know, yeah. like watch it or just don't beat yourself up about it because, yeah, it's not healthy. But at the same time, it, it you do have to be self-critical. So it's like a yeah. fine line you have to walk. Yeah. It's wild. This yeah. Is, yeah, I mean, go, oh, okay, go no, go on, Gav, go for it. I was just going to say, it's like, you know, I, if I would be lying if I say I didn't get into my own head and have these things, you know, why isn't this playlisted? Why isn't this, this? I would lie, be lying if I said I've never gotten mad about that stuff. But like yeah. more and more, I just kind of, it's like what matters that I don't know if, you know, I'm learning more and more that that stuff may, really doesn't matter that much. I in, think. in life, in the, in the bigger picture? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in our in like our musical career, it's like if you know we want to get on like a playlist on Spotify or something, and it's like everyone's like, well, if it gets on there, it's gonna go big, and it's yeah. just like, is it though? It's like I feel like we have, I don't know. I rarely feel like a track that doesn't or that that deserves to get somewhere doesn't get somewhere. Yeah, I right? totally agree with like, that. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I like, feel like we've been on both sides of this, and we've seen little to no benefit of either way. Does that make yeah. sense? You can't worry like, about like, change or anything. If, if, if it's not on some playlist, well, it, it probably wasn't good enough to be on that playlist or it didn't, it, it or wasn't doesn't, on that playlist. You know? be on that playlist. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it, you know, and, and when I do see things on certain tracks on certain lists and stuff like that, I'm like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Right. Um, And, but it's like, usually there's like a lot of distance between when you write the track and that happens. Usually you've played it out in a club and you know that it's good or not. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you yeah. know, it, so judging by the reaction you expect it to be like oh yeah i can you know like and then if there's a huge reaction in a club and it's not on some playlist then you'd be like come on come on yeah then then and you know you 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 know something that they don't and you should probably push for it but that that doesn't seem to happen anymore yeah, it's kind of like the tracks a little bit weaker no and then if it's really good it tends to get where it, it's where going. it needs to eventually yeah yeah what were you gonna say gav I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with him. Totally. Right, lads. Let's wrap this up. I need to eat my dinner. Yeah. It's getting yeah, late. Yeah. What time is it there? Uh, nearly seven. Yeah, seven. I got to eat breakfast. <laughs> what time is it there? Now we, it's noon here now. Now it's lunchtime, but I, you know, I'm just. Yeah. So if anyone is listening and they're not following you, how do they follow you? Let's get all this uh, Walker and Royce on every all, all across all socials you know we're doing this good, it's good TV uh, if you want to watch us on Wednesday nights if you want to watch any of the other artists we've mentioned um, it's fun it's a good it's a good time for people who aren't into it um, it's you know try it out it's, 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 it's fun there's some good stuff going on there and then uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, Instagram we're not on TikTok yet are you doing TikTok yet Will? I've got TikTok and I got TikTok before it was TikTok when it was like, I can't, oh, it's called something else. Yeah. It used to be called something else. And then I downloaded the TikTok app and was like, yeah, I can't do this. This is just yeah. not me. <laughs> this is just not, I, know, but I cannot weird. imagine I, Sam doing a dance in the studio. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I think Sam would be really good on TikTok. I think he'd be a big star. <laughs> I think we're gonna we're gonna play. I'm just gonna manage him. We're dictionary. My Sam Walker, the TikTok artist. It's it's Walker and Rice is dead. We're done. Have you, yeah. I'm just producing Sam Walker TikTok videos from do you, now on. Do you know Carl Pilkington? Yes. yes. Yeah. 
Sam is he would, on there? No, but Sam oh. would be the best. That that would be your TikTok. Yeah. Carl yeah, Bil- like, yeah, Sam would be like Carl Bilkington. Me making Sam do regular guy Sam stuff. Yeah. Bring him back. Regular guy Sam on TikTok. That's yeah, it. It's that's just, it. Just Sam unhappily doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Please do it. You have to do it. <laughs> right, lads. I'm just gonna, I, I text, I always, whenever I need content for anything, I just text Sam's wife and make her take a video of him taking out the trash or something. Yeah, exactly. He's always like looking at the camera like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you, are you videoing me? Yeah. Why are you filming me? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? This is going out. Yeah, you have to do that. Right, lads. Uh, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Uh, I can't well, wait to see you guys. I don't know when it's going to be, but I can't yeah, wait. When will it be? I don't know. But you got to bring me some cheddar, man. When... I, I was actually planning on coming to America before Christmas for like a couple Smarties of weeks. Smarties for me. I like Smarties. Smart, Smarties, um, really? You can yeah. get them in America. No, we don't get them in America. Really? Smarties are better than M&M's. They all have different tastes. They do. The orange ones are the best. I haven't had Smarties in Smarties years. And then, uh, and then uh, yeah, some, uh, some, some Cadbury's. Okay. Some real Cadbury's. I, I, yeah. I got you both. Um, <laughs> keep safe. I love you lots, and I see you soon. Yeah, thank right. you, man. Thanks for having us. Big love, guys. See you in a bit. Cheers. All right, later. And that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. I miss those guys so much. Can't wait to uh, see them back in America. If you enjoyed it, please send it to your friends, share it, do all of the business that you would love to do. Um, and I'll see you very soon. Big love. <laughs> <laughs>